We are here, DMVR Draft Podcast, baby. Let's go. Thursday. We are hyped. Office vibes on fleek here. It's college football season beyond our wildest dreams at this point, boys. I'm in heaven. We are in the thickest of the thick of it right now. Yep. And it's a beautiful thing. You guys have some big matchups this weekend. Yep. Just had another big matchup, and everything is in front of us, except for maybe a Broncos season that doesn't feel so super duper right now. I, as always, am joined by J. Mike Schwanman. Fellas, how are you doing? I'm great. Uh, it's football season. I can't complain. The Broncos suck. But where we are in the draft gets me excited at this point. Yeah. Can they maintain it? Who knows? Justin, how are you doing? Doing good, man. I'm just, I'm excited that we have college football to focus on and it's still exciting. It's still relevant. Both these teams uh, locally, you know, there's, there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of excitement. I mean, the last couple of years, the Broncos have been bad and boring, but CSU and CU have also been bad and boring. So we got no escape. Right now, I mean, we were treated to this epic thriller Saturday night. Like, we've got teams that matter. We've got teams with NFL talent on them. That's all awesome. It's just, it's exciting to still have football to be excited about, even though this uh, this Broncos team is just a big old wet blanket at the moment. Yeah, 100%. As there's a Dr. Van Nostrand saying, give me Olufashanu or give me death. Dude, him, those bad. numbers between him and Joe Alt, they're... The lack of pressures they've given up is just stupid. It's video game numbers. Yeah, it's crazy. They're really good. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's really been impressive. Here, I just got to get the tweet out. That's what I've been trying to do, too. <laughs> and let's start. I thought outside of the showdown, the biggest storyline coming out of the weekend might have been Georgia. You know, there's a lot of talk of Alabama and Alabama's lost a step and we'll get into it because these week four picks are amazing. In fact, I need to keep this front side of the pod tight so that the second side we can really get into all these awesome matchups. But Georgia against South Carolina dogs tested squeak one out against the Gamecocks and the questions I think we've had all along about the offense came to light now they did this last year against missouri and then they were gangbusters the rest of the way jay mike what do you think about georgia they don't have the same level of execution when they turn it on this year that they had last year like last year they definitely had these moments where they lulled and it kind of felt like they were playing with their food but ultimately you always knew they were in yep. firmly control yeah i still firmly think that they're one of the top teams in the country and all that do you I do. I it's, I don't know if we're going to be able to judge it until the end of the season because their schedule is so terrible. I mean, it's just boring. Disaster. They, they yeah. might not play a ranked team this season in the regular season. So it's kind of tough to gauge it, but it, it wouldn't, it really wouldn't be shocking if, you know, come November they're in the SEC championship game and they win it by double digits after, you know, 10 weeks of us sitting here being like, are we sure it's still, you know, has Kirby lost a step? Is Georgia down? And I, I mean, I will say losing Todd Munkin, I feel like that was significant. Sure. And, you know, Mike huge. Bobo's my guy. I got a lot of love and respect for him. He was great to me when he was in Fort Collins. N nothing personal, but I mean, he was really Munkin good. Munkin was brilliant. Munkin was brilliant, and Stenson Bennett. 
Yeah, I mean, that's I think the big takeaway is this team's just not as experienced as it used to be, yeah. right? Yeah, that's a good point. There's a lot a of guys point. the last two or three years who have been able to play in almost all those games. I mean, in the trenches, in the backfield, at wide receiver. Of course, Stetson's played a lot of yeah. football. Um, they still, I mean, they're still dogs in the trenches. They ran for Especially defensively, yeah. Yeah, they ran for 190 yards on that defense. They had a ton of TFLs. Uh, they had three sacks, I'm seeing here. Seven tackles for a loss, so like... They're still Georgia in that sense. It's just they they're are. not they're not the team that's been weathered by national championship seasons in the past. And that really is the question for me as the offense, being able to lean on teams offensively and just be like, okay, it's time to just go in bulldog mode. You just lean on them, boom, boom, boom. Oh, we're breaking off eight yards a run. And then Stenson Bennett, a little bootleg play action, boom. We're in the end zone to one of our tight ends. It's over, you know, right. that quick. And the front is dominant on defense. You know, now there are levels of dominance because sure. two years ago it was maybe the best defense I've ever seen. Yeah. Just dumb. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I, I enjoy hyperbole from time to time, but I, I try to tread lightly. I, I say that with like. Do you want to hear George's stats right now? Please. They're scoring 39 points a game and giving up eight. It sounds like Georgia to me. Yeah, but they haven't. I played get it. It doesn't. Anyone. It doesn't look the same. It really doesn't. And I'm not saying that this conversation is not valid. It the just feels like one of those execution. situations where it's not. It's not no. as precise. But they still do have these moments where you want to know what we're just going to go for eight yards a pop here. But it's Georgia. Yeah. They're yeah, just going to get true. the benefit of the doubt, like Clemson and Alabama did the last five years, because everyone knows what they are capable of when they're at their best. So while they're figuring it out. Well, Carson Beck's kind of just getting adjusted to being yeah. the starter and stuff. They're going to yeah. get the benefit of the doubt this entire season. I would just rather be slow to the party than be the guy that prematurely buries a program that's coming off of back-to-back -back national yeah. championships. And Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I uh, Did I we undervalue Stetson Bennett, though? Bro, he can ball. Because I think that's a question worth bringing up. I think by midway through last year, we were kind of like, man, Sensen's a little more than yeah. just a system quarterback. That's, yeah, collectively. Or if he is a system quarterback, right, yeah. as a society. As if he is a system quarterback, he was like a tippy-top system nailing quarterback. Nailing it. Like, yeah. like Brock Purdy and Sam. Yeah, he might be a system quarterback, but he's nailing it. He is making every single throw. Yeah, and also, if he's a system quarterback, then so was, like, Baker Mayfield under Lincoln Riley right. at Oklahoma. Right. Like, it's a great point. There's a wide a definition point. of that term. Let me ask you this, following up on Georgia. Is the SEC worthy of a one-loss playoff participant? Oh, man. That's a... Because... Last few years, forget one loss, two losses. Oh, sure, SEC, you're in. Don't worry mm -hmm. about it. Now, if Georgia plays no one that's ranked, they and lose say the they SEC have title one, game? say they have one regular season loss, but still win it. That Kentucky game that goes wrong, yeah. something like that, still win the SEC title. As long as you win the SEC title, you're getting that in. is kind of the auto, huh? Of course, that's how it always is. That's how it's going to be. It's the SEC. But one loss, and their one loss came in the title. To the one ranked opponent they played. That's where it gets interesting yeah, because that gets fun, huh? I mean, a lot of it's going to be dependent on who survives the Pac-12 and, and Big Ten. But I mean, how many Pac-12 teams are on the top fifteen right now? Eight. Six, eight, yeah, eight. like it's crazy. crazy. That really is crazy. Can we get multiple Pac-12 teams in the playoff? Is it too early <laughs> to start talking about that? I, I conference hasn't earned the benefit of the crazy. doubt though. 
Well, benefit of the doubt. It's exactly. Every season, it's a new season. It's played well, on the field. But I mean, I know, but like everyone's going to look at the pack. No one watches them. Like I know the CU-CSU game drew a ton of numbers, and it was because of Coach Prime and everything he's brought to CU and built the hell up out of that game. But like no one's going to stay up to watch these Washington games that start at 8 o'clock now and stuff. It, do- it never happens. CMC lost a Heisman Trophy because of it. The committee should be operating differently from how the AP operates. You would think. I, I will hope. say that is like, and that McCaffrey season, I get it. It was unreal, but people talk about it. Like he lost it to like Derrick Henry set the SEC rushing record that year and t- SEC touchdowns. Yeah. Like it well, wasn't like he was some. So to go back to the bum. SEC real quick and just looking at the polls, I mean, Georgia's at the top, right? But the next team is LSU at 12. Bam is at 13. LSU's already taken a top five loss. Bama's already taken a top five loss. Like, do you really think a two-loss SEC team with that like that already happening is going to make it in? Because those are your candidates right there. No, I don't think so. Tennessee's already lost. I don't think this lost. year it'd be worthy. Yeah. But to me, it's every year. To me, old reputations don't matter. This goes right into my next question is, did CU get jobbed by dropping a spot after that? And how is CU undefeated lower than teams like LSU or Alabama. I mean, it's it's hilarious. The whole Now this season, is the AP though. So right. we, I mean, these are placeholder rankings, yes? Yeah, I mean These aren't the rankings yeah. that actually We used to award national titles based on these fools rankings. <laughs> now luckily we don't do that anymore. We have a real structure in place. I, I just think it's hilarious because the whole offseason, people were talking shit about CU, saying how they're only going to win three games, blah, blah. Now they've come out hot out the gate. 3-0, and yeah, it was a tough game against the Rams last weekend. You won. You came back and won. Like It yes. showed a lot of heart. Shador showcased his talent tenfold in that game, and now people are saying they're overrated. It's ridiculous is what it is. It's crazy. Playing devil's advocate from this perspective, and I don't think they should have dropped, just based on how the rest of the top 25 played out and the fact that it's a rivalry game. Uh, but your 24-point favorites at home, a winless team takes you to double overtime. It kind of hurts perception a little bit. Obviously, people are looking for reasons to poke holes in, in what CU's accomplished. But, I mean, really, I guess if, if you're arguing that CU should drop, that's really what it was, is you didn't take care of business enough all week, you know, CU laughs at the possibility of CSU even being in the game. They're basically saying you did not take care of business the way that you should have. That said, again, I'm not making that argument. I just that would be, I think, the the retort. My my counter to that is it was survival Saturday in a sense. Tennessee lost. Clemson lost. And that's uh, why State. I thought they shouldn't drive because case all these other teams. Yes, yeah. Kansas also State. Lost. Kansas State lost. Duke jumped them in the poll. Duke beat that Clemson team that's now unranked. Like how that win's not very valuable anymore, is it? I guess. But I guess you can say the same thing about TCU. It's just I don't know. It's funny just how well, everyone treats CU. How's Alabama, who destroyed Middle Tennessee State? Cool, great. Loses to Texas. Texas and TCU, I'd say very comparable. The last five ten years, TCU has the edge, um, and how they've performed in the same state in the same conference. And then Nebraska-USF. I think USF's a tougher team. Mm-hmm. So CU has the objectively tougher schedule, has a better record, but Alabama's ranked higher because A, they're Alabama, and B, because they beat down Middle Tennessee State? Uh, it's That I, doesn't... doesn't like, make... style points are great as a tiebreaker, 
but not over actual record. Yeah. That makes zero sense. No, all we heard all offseason was how tough the schedule is for CU, how they're not going to win any games, and all they've done I is win it, so far. It's proven to be a tough schedule, in fact. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got two rivalry games and a team coming off a national championship appearance. So, I mean, right. And now you have two top 25 yeah. matchups. Yeah. No, and I mean, as I'm watching that game, I'm thinking, like, boy, do the Rams get some votes if they actually pull this out? They wouldn't have. But they would no. Clearly, they wouldn't have. Like Missouri's not even ranked. Now again, it's. I don't. I don't get this. It's. But the, again, it's the AP. The AP is ridiculous. Why? I mean, that's that's why we shouldn't care. This is why we need to stop doing preseason rankings. Is because they they're, they're completely irrelevant. But they still play our perceptions from the yes. preseason that we were incorrect about are still impacting our rankings three weeks in. That's well, it's what I'm saying. Deal. It's crazy. But it's I also, insane. But I also. Like, it's the same deal, though. It's like, do I really think Georgia or Michigan are bad, though? No, but I well, mean... Michigan is killing teams. Michigan. I just mean, like, my my perception coming in was that those were the best two teams in the country by a wide margin. Yeah. Now, I still think that Michigan has proved that. Yeah. Georgia hasn't quite lived up to what I thought they would be. But am I going to just give up my Georgia no, stock? Totally. No, I'm not. Totally. And those teams at the top, okay, we can give them a bit of a, the benefit of the doubt. But once you start losing games and stuff, I that think it should count. You need to kind of let it play out. And then in four weeks, we can be like, you know what? Turns out this is Texas is back. They're world beaters. We need to give Bama a bit more of a bump for that loss. Or Middle Tennessee State, turns out they were really good, beating them by 43. Or like LSU, is a badge you know, of like it turns out like if they could be 11 and one and their only loss was Florida State, who's also a top five team. Like, right. Right. We just have a lot to find out about a lot of these teams still. And I think the other thing. I think Colorado is, is a good example of a team who in two weeks from now, a lot of people are going to try and use it to whatever opinion you currently have. You're going to use it to like, see, I was a CU doubter. And they if they lose these next two, see, like they were never yeah. real. But if you are a CU supporter, you're going to say, like, you never gave us a chance in the exactly. first place to win those first three games. Right. And so it's it's just whatever argument is most convenient for you at this stage of the season is really all it comes down to. This should be to. the first week of the season you're rankings right. come out. I think, I think it should After be next week. After non-conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. We're just addicted to rankings. What like, are we going to talk about we for can't a Exactly. No, yeah. that's true. I mean, that's why we're never going to get rid of them, but they're pointless. They mean nothing. They literally mean nothing. I just wish people would realize that. In this very passionate rant, I'm doing I almost about wish the first rankings shows how much I care about. Them. We're just, even though it's because it's different teams, it would be dumb. But just however it played out last year, the 25, it just starts as that, and then we vote. There you in go. In like non-conference play, like after we actually get you know a gauge right. on on these teams. But that's it's not, not a fun. bad idea. It makes more sense. It's more logical, but it's not. <sighs> it's not good for content. Such such. A fugazi, these stupid rankings, but I I do love talking about it and getting heated about it. Um, Let me ask okay. you this: Yeah, Colorado dropped what one spot in one the poll? Spot, yeah. yeah, both should Georgia have dropped one spot in the poll? Yeah, <laughs> I thought Michigan should have been number one after this week. Yes, absolutely. There we go. To me, Michigan is somewhat definitively. The best team in the country. They're in my preseason title. Top pick. to bottom, bro. Yeah. yeah. 
Look and there, there another one where it's going to be hard until until we see them play Penn State and Ohio State to gauge like really how sure, good you but are. But they've done but this without their head coach too. The entire start good of the point season. as well. They're just going out and executing. Yeah, he's already talking to the Chargers and stuff. I mean, if he goes and wins a natty, then <laughs> yeah, he's gone so at that it. point. Yeah, he is. That'd be gone. worth it though. He at can't. That point. Be. He can't handle it. I, I mean, he's too wild. He, he is. can't respond to all these people, man. I know. And try to be a good Michigan man. It's just not in his nature. He loves Michigan. He does. He's he turned does. down multiple NFL jobs already. He no, could be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings right now. Oh, they re- they reach out every single offseason. That's for so, sure. Passing on working with Jay Jeff, man. I know. Although you do get Kirk Cousins in that scenario too. Yeah, but we. I mean, Kirk you Coach can work James. around that. Isn't this his last year? This year, yeah, next year, I think it it's is. this so, year, yeah. yeah. Preseason take you feel best about preseason take you feel worst about three weeks in. Worst is that I thought Clemson would be improved. Um, you put them in the playoffs. Yeah, because I had them winning the ACC. Because yeah. I wasn't so sure yeah. on Florida State and yep. North Carolina. I'm still up and down on and, but yeah, so way off on that. I'll eat that one for sure. I mean, I was, I mean, I thought Florida State might be good, but I, I needed to see it. Yeah. I mean, we've done the stance too many times. Um, I guess the one that I feel good about is that Texas is going to be really freaking good this year. It's uh, a good call. A really yeah, I mean, call. that's the immediate one I think of. It may not be a preseason one, but I knew when Sark got here, I was like, this could be a guy that actually changes things at Texas. I just felt like it was time, too. Like, I, like it kind of played yeah. out last year where they were close. You had some fluky losses. Yeah. You come into this year and... I will say though, I mean, they, I mean, you're tied against Wyoming in the fourth. They kind of struggled against Rice. Like they looked great at Bama, but they haven't been consistent yet. This yeah. was last year as well. Yeah. Like if if Ewers is healthy, they probably beat Bama last year too. Yes, and they're still just a seven win team. Yep. I still feel very nervous about them in a, a I Big do too. Twelve slate. I think there's some. The Big Twelve is gonna be crazy this year. Oh, I don't think this loss p- takes K State out of any. No, not at all. Um. I feel really good about saying like there's going to be chaos. There's no top team outside of Michigan. Um, I'm feeling bad about thinking Notre Dame would have a down year. Mm. I like Sam. I'm a Sam Hartman guy. I got caught up in the oh the OC being poached from Bama is a bad thing. Probably a, thing. a great thing. Yeah. Time Reese is not very popular in Tuscaloosa. No, right no. He should not be. He's been memed. Um, also, maybe Brian Kelly wasn't like. So amazing, you that's, know. Like I don't know. That's probably my one take from the preseason that I'm not as proud of is the. I mean, what LSU has done. I mean, I know they had a tough week one loss, but I just thought they'd be. I thought we'd see a noticeable jump from year one to year two under Brian Kelly, mm-hmm. and I don't think we've actually seen that yet. Yeah, Jaden Daniels. Not so sure about that one. Yeah, he is who he is. It's kind of like Bo Nix. Like he's gonna have these highlight plays, but. I also don't think he's going to be yep. that guy that leads yep. you consistently in the big time moments. Game time, game time, game time. Football season, our time. Broncos in town. Buffs with one of the games of the week at Folsom in two weeks. Next Rams home game in two weeks. Hosting Boise or is it Utah uh, Tech? Utah Tech next weekend, yeah. Okay. Utah Tech kind of an an easy appetizer before we get into the, into the league slate, big man. time yeah. stuff. There's some... Big games coming to CSU, and even the one that's not at CSU, just go up to Wyoming. Take a yeah. little road trip to Larry. To Laredice. Yeah, Game Times has you covered no matter where you are. Jake's going to be at Arizona State. 
you know it, man. They've got you covered, and it's not just games, uh, shows, concerts, stand up, anything you can want to do. They got and a ticket. Game Time's got it. Any yep. bands that you like coming to town, Jake? Do you look? Um, do you turn it off on football season? I kind of do. Yeah. There's there was one show that I've thought about going to. I think it's in October. It's a band called CU Space Cowboy. That's dope as hell. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Jake, you guys all know, but he's got some eccentric taste in music, so I have to ask. Use that code DMVR when you sign up, and Game Time will take care of you with $20 off at sign up on your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code DMVR for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, run. Shout out to the homies over at Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead. It's that weird time in Colorado where it's cool in the morning, (laughs) but in the fall, it's, you know, 80 and sunny. Shady Rays is perfect. They're durable. Throw them in your backpack. You don't have to worry about them breaking. If they do, though, Shady Rays has got you covered because they're the ultimate homies. They will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. All pairs of sunglasses backed by lost and broken guarantees. Um, if you don't like it, just return it free within 30 days. No risk when you shop. Shady Rays, they always have your back. If you want to check them out in person, head over to the Park Meadows Mall. Full stop shop for all things Shady Rays exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays giving out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use that code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And Breckenridge Brewery, I've got Let's a beautiful go. bucket of Broncos Country Pale Ale sitting in front of me right here. Um, coming down to the DMBR bar, man, we've got tons of Breck brews. You can use their beer locator to find a Breck brew wherever you are. Um, they're all over the place, and they're amazing. It's going to be a hell of a day here on Saturday. Buff's taking on Oregon. We're going to have a ton of people here. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're doing a watch along as well. I'm, I think it's fair to say... Uh, a few Breck brews will be consumed on that show. That's exactly right. So um, check out Breckenridge Brewery. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. We, of course, are the Draft Pod. We got a quick little top five mock in us before oh, we get yeah. into some week four picks. Broncos currently with the first overall pick as Let's it stands <laughs> um, because, yes, they are one of nine teams, I believe, who are 0-2, but they have the unique distinction of having the worst as in the best strength of schedule of the 0-2 team. So of the teams that are 0-2 in the NFL, the Broncos have lost to the two crappiest teams. <sighs> Scientific terms. Yeah. <sighs> so number one, they'd get Caleb Williams. Of course. I, any debate there? Hell no. No. it's There's no like we're trading not gonna the get pick. Cute. It's we're just like to, set no, and forget. If Caleb Williams declares... Because there's obviously that possibility, and NIL <laughs> makes all great. this weird. And yes. sure, again, like I think Shador Sanders is a perfect example of this. I think at this point he's played his way. If he were to declare, he's going to be a top, you know, three, four quarterback somewhere in that mix. Kuiper, since our last pod, put him fifth on his big board. Okay, fair. Not high enough. But is the NIL money going to be better than a rookie contract at this point? And that's where everything gets super wonky. On three, Shador NIL evaluation, five point two million. The same exact amount Paris Johnson sixth overall got in the rookie contract this year. Crazy. So basically, if you're not going to go top five, you might. I mean, there's really this incentive to go back. I mean, correct. So it's it's a weird deal. It but is. Man. Caleb Williams number one. Set, set and forget. Set and forget. Yep. He's been 
disgusting. He's been disgusting his entire career. He sure he's has, so good man. that he's in that stage where this is where you typically start getting draft fatigue, where you're poking, you're looking for flaws. Can't find them. No, no. instead people are like my timeline on Saturdays are just like, man, he's not real. <laughs> I just I know who they're talking yeah. about. I'm not even watching you <laughs> see. I know this is a Caleb Williams tweet. He's so freaking good. He's got such a cannon and on the move he is dangerous mahomes like josh allen like crazy to say but at this stage of their careers i think he's better than they were he's more athletic than mahomes <laughs> was he's more polished than josh <laughs> allen was absolutely it's true i don't even think it's that's true close. they're no, insane superlatives but it is so true yeah yes you're right he clears both those both those superlatives like by a wide measure and Allen was a ton of fun to watch, oh, but yeah. he did all kinds of head-scratching things at oh. Wyoming, and a lot of it was him doing the same things he does now, trying to be Superman, yep. and then he had to. Now he doesn't need to, and that's what he needs to listen, learn. But That's exactly right. Um, second overall pick would be the Bears. Um, this mock I'm looking at have has Marvin Harrison Jr., kind of the consensus. I'm going to go Drake May. I think you'd have to go Drake May. I mean, the field's experiment's yeah. done, right? Like, oh, yeah. We have our, our we're, we're oh, moving. I think, I'm not, I think he needs to so change his scenery. Man. Here's the thing with Chicago, dude. That's so rough. They're doing no favors. Right. They are such a fucking mess. Yes, uh, they are. There is a video yes, on are. YouTube. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, does quarterback videos, all, QB uh, schools. Tim name. Jenkins? No, no, no. Oh, the uh, oh, the other guy. I can't remember his name. <laughs> uh, I'll find it. But it's an hour and a half video on how broken. This offense is and how Justin Fields is just kind of helpless. I mean, two years ago when they drafted Justin Fields, it was like, all right, like he's a dynamic player. He's a project. They had no weapons. They have no offensive line. They had one of the worst coaches in the NFL. Fast forward two years now after all this free agency stuff they've done, all the stuff they've done in the draft, hiring a new coach, still have no weapons, no offensive line. And one of the worst coaches in the NFL. Where are we at? We're truly disastrous. Coaches in the NFL. They need to still try and shoehorn quarterbacks into their crappy systems. It's it's terrible. I don't get it. And I don't get how like, look how good Lamar Jackson is. That's my point. Like, why would you not do everything in your power to maximize this offense, to lean to his skill sets? Is he going to be Lamar? No, but he can bring the rushing dynamic. Well, and he can stretch the field. It's not like he doesn't have a big arm. What like, Lamar's taught me is he ran early on in his career, and it's allowed for him to throw so much better. Like, he's grown so much. Because they have to respect that now the he doesn't have to run as much. Like, yeah. he's developed as a passer, as a processor. The running was just what bought him time yeah. to still play winning football, to still be a factor as a quarterback without having those parts of his game Close and we're ju- we're just not we're not allowing Fields to do that, you Look know, at, to to let his athleticism get him further down the line, so the rest of his game can't catch up, and then he can explode and do all that. Look at how the Colts have been using Anthony Richardson, and I know he's hurt and he's been yeah, putting himself concern, in harm's way yeah. and stuff, and he needs to get better at that. But you got to let these athletes you draft at quarterback to be athletes, and then just work around that. Basically, drop the whole offense around that really in their first year, when the and then start are, building it up. It's incentivized so you can't hit the quarterback the way you could when RG three was out there getting murked, anyways. Yeah. Like that thing about Lamar is he really doesn't take that many shots. Yeah, for sure. And part, a lot of that's his own awareness. 
I mean, he was great at that at Louisville, even. He too. was, too. Oh, he was, like, truly special. Yeah. Um, I, I agree, though. I think I'd go Drake May as well. If these were flopped and it was Bears 1, Broncos 2? Still. Still Caleb Drake or, May. Uh, <sighs> no. Oh. For I, Denver. I get you. For Could Denver. You? Yeah, you got me? Yeah. Still Drake May. I think so. Sean needs to get a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I it seems so. pretty clear that, like, so. Sean believes Russ is not the guy and maybe is even going to prove it via sabotage. But we knew this already. It makes no sense to me that you could come out two They're weeks in a row, kill it on everything you've scripted, realize what you're doing is successful, then consciously abandon that. Two weeks in a row. Makes no sense. <laughs> Just doesn't. He's That's not the player he used to be. Unless you genuinely read. don't want your quarterback to look good. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we've. He's an old quarterback. He can't use his legs. When he used his legs late against Washington, he's fumbling the ball, not like taking off downfield and stuff. Like he's still hesitant. The line of scrimmage wants to throw it just doesn't take off like well, that's uh, the pro like that used to be his strength that exactly like, roll out where he'd kind of run around it out like this and you know buy himself time now he gets caught from behind yep. now it's a liability yep, when yeah. he's moving i just think of how like one of our betting rules like seven years ago was like be careful taking a spread against russ because he always kill he kills those big right. spreads yep. like he just we're not there anymore chargers at three what a dumpster fire they would <laughs> draft like third overall and take marvin harrison jr in a draft like that oh of course that would happen to the chargers that'd be a great chargers yeah. uh pick right there oh absolutely i'm so yeah, happy watch they kept... them all get squandered yeah. you know i'm so happy they kept brandon staley i'll just say that oh my god what a legend i was elated when they said what they were bringing him back He's not even going for it on fourth down and his opposing team's He's so in his own head. anymore. Yeah. Oh, it's a disaster. I'd cut, I would honestly, I'd, I'd end it now. Like, Byron? I would too. I yeah, would too. there's no point. I would too. Man, good, great point, actually. Too. Like, there's, what do you gain by this? We know how this is going to end. Yep. He's, he's at, at least before they were losing, but it's like he's trying to do this differently. If he, if he's not even going to respect his own principles, then what do I? What do? Why should I believe in him? Right, he yeah. doesn't even believe and in right, him anymore. Great point. Get him the fuck out of there. It's a great point. End it all together. Excuse my language. No, Sorry keep him that. here, please. <laughs> keep please, him there. Yeah. <laughs> um, can't go wrong with Brock Bowers, Fashanu, or Marvin Harrison Jr. To the yeah, Chargers, I think Fashanu would be the pick for the Chargers. I do there. too. Then you can move those small-armed O-linemen they've been drafting inside. <laughs> yeah, and move them on the interior. Sense. Zion and Slater. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Slater's um, been really good. No, he's. Yeah, like so he, it defies good. logic. He's really good. But he's it's, really good. It's stupid. It's like, I wish like I wish I had scouted Slater six years ago when I was still like, I don't know. It looks like a good college tackle to me. I don't give a shit about the that inch and a half in his <laughs> arms fan. I think it'll work. Um technique, man. Him I would have been right. Yeah, I mean margins. Yeah. It's the margins. If you're that technically sound, you yeah, can get away with it. But right. most guys aren't. That's exactly right. Then we have the Vikings at four. This might be a quarterback pick, uh, too. Have a third so let me ask you this. In this exercise, is Shador going back to Boulder? Uh, I say so. I don't think he's declaring. I don't either. So it's being said. Doesn't make sense. No. So who's the third quarterback on the board? Panic's playing Unreal oh, Ball right man. now. That's where I was going with this. My Michael man, Washington's a title contender. Yes, they are. They are legit. Yep. Yeah. That passing offense. No. 
Yeah. It's fun as hell. It's yeah. like a, it's like the best what we saw out of Fresno yes. State a couple of years, but with better receivers and Didn't a better I have quarterback. Them in the playoffs preseason? Yeah, you did. They were on the verge. Yeah. So I mean, they're looking like gangbusters right now. Yeah, he's I'd go Penix. Awesome. He's incredible. He's lefty. accurate. We know how the NFL feels about lefties. Yeah, he's slinging it all over the field, though, man. I mean, he's got the he arm is, strength. He's got the timing. He he's is. just got an incredible feel for this offense. Like, he is literally cooking back there. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Is that consensus? We're just going panics? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. Cards at five to close out this exercise. Oof, rough for three quarterbacks Could to go in front of them. they end up with going back to school and the top three quarterbacks gone already? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the evil classic Cardinals. This has, draft has not gone their way, so they just pick somebody exciting who they think will sell tickets, and that's Brock Bowers. I was going to say Marvin Harrison. We'd hate Brock Bowers for Trey. That's true. They do have Trey. But, I mean, I think you're right. But I, I think that I mean, would be the route right. they would go is something dumb like that. They need that. edge help, too. You could take the best pass rusher, whether that's Jared Verse, Dallas Turner, yeah. Tuamalo, whoever. Right. Um, I mean, that team's a disaster. They could dra- Anyone they draft. Anyone they, they draft would be an upgrade from For what sure. they're currently rocking, yeah. except Trey, right. my love. Shout Their biggest L would be drafting fifth overall. Yeah. Yeah. No joke. So and they have the have Texans our pick. Our own pick and the Texans pick, and the best we could do is fifth overall. And still don't end up with a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, no. Disaster city. That's it, the They nightmare. should not be allowed to draft Caleb Williams. Let me ask you this real quick, and this is just a total I, gut. I'm with you on that. Yes. Throwing a dart at the board. Where is Kyler Murray playing next year? Uh, he's out, in my opinion. I think the writing's on the wall. Oh, I do, too. I, I think you're right. What team would where you see him at is J-Max question, though. I mean... It's a good one. I don't know. And if you're the New York Jets, do you try and trade oh for him this year? Jets, Vikings, if they lost Cousins, could be And intriguing. that's the other one I would throw out for the Seattle, Jets. Maybe? Cousins on the last year of his uh, deal. They're 0-2. Seattle. Seattle, LA. I mean, I don't think you can count New York out. I know Does they just Detroit signed... start sniffing around Detroit's these other Detroit's a great team, actually. You know? Poor Goff. What does he have to do? I don't, Goff and Hooker. And, you know, how's Tampa feel? Tampa starts out 2-0. and Yeah, no. Baker's looked half decent. Tennessee. That might not keep up, but Tampa starting 2-0 and has played their way out of the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Yeah. Tennessee, though? Could be. Could be. I don't know if he's a variable guy. I don't know no, if he is No, but that offense would be amazing if you had a It'd quarterback that mobile. They're kind of amazing with Tannehill some weeks still. He's not amazing. <laughs> he does do some shit where I'm like... This, I was on the couch losing my shit going. The deep balls. He was drafted when RG3 and Andrew Luck were drafted. <laughs> Unbelievable. <Yeah. laughs> like, he was drafted a year prior to Vaughn Miller. Let that sink in. That's insane. It is crazy that he's still in the league. And it's it also insane. is crazy that he's like the he's only one of starting. these. Yes. And he's really the only one out of these, like, first round retreads that was able to revamp himself and have it go well. That's true. I mean,. He is like the one exception of truly drafting an athlete and hoping you can create a quarterback. I think of the last, what is it, 12 years now? 13 years? Yeah, because that would be disrespectful to put Lamar in that category. Oh, Lamar was a way better quarterback than Tannehill coming out. Wasn't even Absolutely. No doubt. So we go on Bowers or Harrison? Mm. Uh, Harrison probably makes more sense, but Arizona is just stupid. So. I mean, I still, you could throw in an edge rusher. You could throw in Joe Alt, I think. Yeah. I mean, I do think Marv Harrison's floor is fifth overall. 
Right, but then at the same time, it's like we didn't draft a quarterback. We're still going to be working with Josh Dobbs and whoever the hell they've got, and now you've just added Marvin Harrison. Like, how much help does that actually do? Yeah, tough to say. I have no... I think it's anyone's guess what they would do in that situation. Man, do I love talking ball with you guys. I love it. I absolutely love it. And let's talk about week four because this is a phenomenal slate. We're going in order of time. Our Saturday starts at 10 a.m. FSU taking on Clemson. Knowles, two and a half point favorites. I gave this out as an early pick. I think this is when you hammer away jump on and jump on and jump on again clemson at home scares me clemson's defense scares me i just think fsu fsu is going to pull a clemson they have all the skilled players they have the better quarterback and i think they'll roll florida state hasn't beat clemson since 2014 oh seven sure. straight um i mean i mean the roles flipped obviously yeah, once, where have the program once jimbo left now eight years yeah I will say home dog. That definitely scares of me. Of course. Um, if you know, as, as a Florida State backer, but I just, I don't under, I don't see Clemson keeping up with Florida State, and I don't see how you stop this Jordan Travis Keon Coleman connection because. And it does sound like Jordan Travis crisis of seems like he's going to play. He's going to play. Seems just fine. I told you about BC, bro. You did. I told no, you. About you guys BC. did. I mean, there was a minute there where it was like on the oh, edge, yeah, but no, it was really was. Um, yeah, man, it's just a house of horrors for them. That was a miss. Yeah, I'm taking FSU this weekend. They're the better team. I'm going. Watch it's, Keanu Coleman, I just think man. the talent disparity is yep. too significant. And I will say, like, would it shock me if something wonky happened in Clemson in a rivalry game? No, no not at all. Home no underdog, but I mean, Clemson still has some guys up front, especially on the defensive side. Like for sure. And that's so, that's their key their to success. Get after Travis. Yeah. You gotta, you know, you yeah. gotta disrupt the timing yeah. of the quick passing. Yep. But this Florida State team's legit. They are. I like S- them a lot. Two of the defenses with the most NFL talent in the country, no mm-hmm. doubt. Jordan Travis, you want to watch. Probably consensus wide receiver one, uh, two wide receiver Behind two. Marvin. I'm sorry. Yeah. Behind Marvin is Keanu Coleman, who transferred from Michigan State to Florida State. He's been absolutely unreal. He's such a big kid. That moves so well and so naturally. Consensus what the hell was Mel Tucker doing? Oh God! You had this dude on your team, dude. I know. Why was Crazy. he not on Sports Center every weekend? Jaden Reed's looked amazing for the Packers as well. Yep. Good point. Um, let's go Buffs at Oregon. Twenty-one point spread. Jake, that's too much. Before the game last week, it was 14 and a half. I know you lose Travis, and that's a huge part of your team, and that probably factors in the spread a lot, of course. But And Autzen does. Sure, but we saw what they did against TCU. They're not going to be intimidated by Autzen, by all the Oregon fans. They're going to come in there with their swagger. They're going to be confident. They have the better quarterback, yep. and they're going to cover. Might win this game. I agree. I think it'll be high scoring. I think it'll be hard for either defense to... Um, create many stops. I think Oregon's being overrated and hasn't played who great have they played? thus far. No, they almost got upset by Texas Tech. Who How got upset dare by you, Wyoming. sir? <laughs> Portland State is a respectable program in the Pacific <laughs> yeah. Northwest. They put with, 70 hey, on they put, Portland yeah, State. Yeah, they put bro. 70 on them. There are dozens of alumnus <laughs> who love that program. In <laughs> um, Hawaii, we all love the Rainbow All yeah, my homies love the Rainbow Warriors. Of course. I'm really struggling with the spread, to be honest, because it does feel too high to me. Um, it's a bitch <sighs> of a place to travel to. 
yeah, I don't Travis like this. I don't like this setting for CU coming off of back-to-back road games, going into this setting after just losing your best player. That's a really tough draw. I'm just not a Bo Nix guy, and so I'm gonna take CU to cover because yes. I, I yes. think the the gap in quarterback is yes. that significant between these two teams 100%. that I, I just have a hard time seeing Bo Nix be brand. 22 points better than Shador yes. Sanders. No, we know Paul. I once made a mistake of placing a bet on Bo Nix his his freshman year. You guys remember this? And then he got my guy, Gus Malzahn, fired. <laughs> and he's been on the shit list ever since. I've never once regretted it, even though he's he's been a starter in college football for six years since this story I just told you happened. Never once regretted it. Won't regret it now. Leave us a thumbs up. Buffs, consensor, plus 21. Hammer it home. Uh, plus 650 on the money line. Not terrible either. Already took it. Bama. Ole Miss at Bama. Before I give my thoughts, Justin, what do you think of all this Lane Kiffin stuff? How magical is this, huh? Oh, Kiffin is just, he's playing the media, man. He's doing what he does. He's, do you think he studied a presser and was doing mannerisms similar to Saban? Oh, yeah. Just to he's piss him troll. off. He's a troll. I think so, too. He's, he's awesome. But that's it's why so I love good. him. Like, Saban, he openly trolls Saban. He loves him, but he makes fun of him all the time. Uh-huh. Like, it's it's his thing. And I'm a Bama guy. It's it's well known. But uh, he's basically me with my dad. You're they're right. going to lose this game. You think? You think so. J-J-Mike. Wow. No. It's what they want you to think. The O-line is bad. It's bad. The O-line's, the O-line's bad. J.C. Latham has some moments, the right tackle, but overall, it's bad. Now, I will say I like that they're going back to Milrow. But Ole Miss doesn't have all-world defensive No, front. and that's that's what gives me a little hope. But I, I just... Know. I have a hard time seeing Bama keep up with this Ole Miss team. Like, I think it's going to be one of those, you're going to have to score 40, and Bama hasn't really proven they can do that consistently. I don't feel good about it at all. Like, would it shock me if Bama flips the switch and they win this game by 10 at home because it's Saban and he's the greatest coach of all time? I expect Absolutely not. Yeah. But I'm really nervous. And, I I mean, the talent's not there at receiver. They don't have a quarterback. The O line hasn't been good. That was supposed to be your identity. It was ground and pound. We're gonna win with. Uh, we're gonna run Mobile the football. We're gonna play good defense. Yeah. They haven't done anything that they said that it's they were going to, be to Jalen do. Jalen hurts Bama, and that's not. Yeah, I'm taking uh, Ole Miss plus six and a half. Man, I just think they're too explosive. I am too. Ah, boys, boys, boys. The line is Bama by seven. I'm doing this. I'm taking Bama minus three alt spread. Parling that with an alt total under 61. <laughs> Bama, just when you were ready to count them off, bring it back. The defense plays up. The run game gets going. Milrow has something to him. I, I'll be happy to eat crow next week if this happens. But it's like you were saying about Georgia. I'd well, rather I be late than I be early. S- and I think we've gotten all... And, you know, I love I love doing this with the SEC and Bama. It's two of my favorite things. Like, all right, SEC's overrated. Bama's oh, not Bama's, done. They're not know, done. I want that to be from clear. It, now, I'm being emotional. I'm a Bama guy. It's been frustrating. Do they probably win this? Yes. I, I'm taking Ole Miss to cover, though. I agree. I like it. Plus 225 on Ole Miss on the money line. I can't if you're do it. A true believer. My heart, but. UCLA at Utah. Cam Rising is back. 
Now, the book seemed to know all along. I gave this out early at four and a half because I knew the book was on to something. It's moved to six. So shout out to me. <laughs> and um, my elevator pitch on this is Dante Moore looks really talented at quarterback for UCLA. I can't tell you year after year after year after year how hard Utah is a place to play for these Pac-12 teams and then take a freshman quarterback to go in there and cover with so many new starters on offense. Give me the Utes by a million. I agree. I think they're the better team up front. Uh, Cam Rising's back. We know what he's capable of. And they, man, Money Parks and like some of these guys they have on the outside at Utah, not to mention defensively too. They're just the better team. They're at home. I think this one uh, is quite clear. You got the revenge factor too. UCLA beat them 43-42 in a thriller. Basically the reason they didn't make the playoff last year. So... And this isn't last year's UCLA team. No. no. As, Far as, from it, in fact. As talented as Dante Moore is, yeah. DTR was an incredible college quarterback. Well, last year was the culmination of like two, three years of that core exactly. with guys like Dolchik and Dulcich and Zach Charbonnet and both their guards yes. went to the NFL. This is really like, okay, we're kind of starting anew and the upside of this group far higher than that last group. Sure, but, but it's, it's a one. completely new offensive core. Yeah. Um, Oregon State at Washington State. What a clash of styles here. Ooh. It's the Pac-2. It really is. The Pac-2. The Pac-2 championship game. Brother against brother. <laughs> wow. Um, Oregon State at Washington State. Your Beavers minus three. Taking them. Yeah? The, I mean, use time? Look, man, this team up front is a menace. Uh, on both sides of the ball. They've got one of the best running backs in the country. He was the freshman Pac-12 running back of the year in Damian Martinez. I know Cam Ward has really gotten better, and he's done some great things. It's been sharp, man. Um, but I just think that Oregon State, I mean, Anthony Gould, they've got so much speed and talent. I love that team. I think they uh, they put their stamp on this one. Fun fact from our friends at DraftKings. The team ranks 14th in the AP poll has covered the spread in each of its last six games. <laughs> Oregon State ranked 14th in the I AP poll. They're huh. three-point favorites. <sighs> I'm going with Oregon State. I Let's just think go. in the trenches. I really do like Washington State's D-line. They're, they're more yeah. stout than anybody gives them credit for. Well, I think Oregon State runs really the football. Line. And DJ's been good. He looks, he's starting to look like the guy we thought he could be. Look at Clemson's offense right now. Dude, for real. I mean, I mean, somewhere Dabo's like, I'm the problem, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> what a reference. Um, two of my favorite words in the English language home dog. Uh, home dog, home do dog, this. home dog. They home got dog. sweet uniforms. Could be a the late night. Cam Ward is the better quarterback. He is. Great that DJU's figured it out. But I'm not I'm not guzzling the Kool-Aid just yet. All right. Oregon State's lost a lot of talent on offense. Shout out Luke Musgrave. Good pickup by me in fantasy. Um, yeah, give me Wazoo. I like being different sometimes. Don't take it personally. Jay. We don't have to have consensus. We don't. Okay. Ohio State game, at man. Notre Dame. The only game that could get um college game day to not do a Buffs game <laughs> for the fourth consecutive week. It's a top 10 matchup. <laughs> it's no Sam Hartman, dude. 
He is uh, exactly what Notre Dame's needed the last five, six no years. Oh, shit. A veteran quarterback who just has a beautiful deep ball, just knows how to lead the team, knows how to run an offense. He doesn't have to play or doesn't have to, like, he doesn't, it feels like he doesn't need to be Superman. He knows how to play within himself very, very well. I hope that they have one of the best backs in the entire country. He's a dog. He is going off. Um, and then, you know, draft nerds watch Joe Alt, the left tackle, going against two of the best edge rushers in the entire country in Jack Sawyer and Tuamalu. Mm-hmm. I think this is either where, like, to me, this is the game we find out who Ohio State really is. For sure. I've been down on him. I think that Notre Dame has the quarterback advantage in this game. Mm-hmm. I think Ohio State has the talent advantage everywhere else. Do it to him. Notre Dame at home. Woo! I'm rolling with the Irish. Let's oh. go. <laughs> Two words, Dre. Home dogs. Home dog. <laughs> Give me um, the Irish. Yeah, all the way, baby. All the way. As uh, Coach O would have said, go Irish. <laughs> uh, so we're going to take that one. This one, honestly, I, I don't have a ton of takes on Iowa at Penn State. Both teams are ranked, so I th- I thought I had to put it on. I think I was missing like four or five starters, though. Yeah. Uh, the over-under is only 40 on this, with the line being 15 is what I see. Insane. Um, I'll take the Penn State team total then. Yeah, I mean, 15 is a lot. That's a scary Over number. Over 26 and a half for Penn State. You know what? I'm taking Iowa against the spread. I think they'll play him tight. 14 and a half is a lot. Yeah. Iowa will figure out a way to muck it up enough to keep yes. it close. This is the right take, boys. Will Penn right State be able to backdoor you? That's where you get a little right. bit worried. Um, and Penn State. But it's 15 and a half, right? I yeah. see 15 here. Is it 15 and a half? There's a, I, I saw a hook on there. I think it's up to 15 and a half. Well, 14 sure. and a half from what I'm saying. Okay. okay. But still, that half, that point half point's matters huge. more than that. It's a that, big deal on getting 15. backdoored there late. Yep. So. A big game for Olu Fashanu. Mm-hmm. Big game for Drew Aller, who might be one of those other guys who's on the got next list yep. with Drew Moore. And I Daunting, mean, skill man. positions. They've got people all over. Yep. So, I, um, Drew Moore? I don't Dante know what you call Moore? him. Dante Christ. Moore. But, um, Drew Moore, a hockey player? Yeah. yeah. He definitely. Oh, or the Rapids. 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 Guy. Jesus yeah. Penn State, man. Like, once uh, he might be the class of the Big Ten outside of right. Michigan. Who was it that left two years? Was it Clifford that left two years ago and everyone was down on them? They weren't even preseason ranked and stuff like oh, it was it was Will Levis, bro. Will Levis played at Kentucky from he transferred out from Penn State. No, but the, the quarterback they lost the starter, uh, two, starter two years it was ago. Clifford, you are correct. Uh, so <laughs> Franklin just built a hell of a program. You're good. <laughs> Franklin's the he's, Franklin's really he's a great good. coach. He's really good. Absolutely. Thank you, folks, for tuning in. Totally forgot that Levis played at Penn State. Yeah. I know, guys. He's I bad. I know you all forgot. Um, him and his girlfriend broke up. <laughs> I saw the news you got from the DMVR draft, draft pod. <laughs> Did you have any dogs you wanted to get out, Justin? Yeah, Colorado State at Murfreesboro. Take non-middle Tennessee. Plus three. You do get them on, on the plus side. I'm with that. And I think the money line might be an even better play at plus 135. Agreed. That's all for us, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Happy draft and football season to you all. We'll be back next week. Bye.